dad without a dad production. What about a talk show host? <laughs> talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. Someone even told me once they thought I'd be a good talk show host. Really? Yeah, a couple of people. <laughs> How do you get that, though? Where do you start? Well, that's where it gets tricky. You can't just walk into a building and say, I want to be a talk show host. I wouldn't think so. Hey! Hey, everybody, and welcome to LApreneurs. That is LApreneurs. This is a podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs out there. So if you're an entrepreneur, you guys are welcome to stop by, share everything that you're doing, uh, how you're changing the world, or how you're managing your new business. If you're a writer, you're welcome to show, uh, stop by, tell us about your writing. This podcast is dedicated to any entrepreneur out there. My name is Jose de la Roca, and you can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Jose de la Roca. That is at Mr. Jose de la Roca. Uh, you technically could follow me anywhere at Mr. Jose de la Roca, including, yes, stupid TikTok. I just want to get the name and I just put um, videos of me being dumb. And I think that's what TikTok is all about. And puppy videos now that I have a wonderful puppy. And full disclosure again, my puppy is still around. So if you guys hear somebody barking don't think it's me or if i need to excuse myself because somebody needs to go to the bathroom don't think it's me or my son but i need to take out bluey maybe to go poop or pee because you never know what she might want to do today we have a great author i want to uh say that it was kind of funny uh, uh meeting him because uh, Michael, uh, I started asking people, hey, if you want to join um, my podcast, you guys are welcome. And I'm actually, like I tell everybody, uh, I like to help. I want everybody to stop by, promote their stuff, tell people how they started writing or how they started their business. We want to learn. We want to learn from the best or your mistakes. I always say that there's no mistakes. It's just opportunities to learn. And Michael was one of the ones that said, hey, uh, I'm interested, but are you willing to uh, talk about uh, erotica? And I was like, I'm like, yeah, and why wouldn't I? And then uh, Michael, was, I, my, it kind of surprised me, your 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 question. So are you telling me, Michael, that people don't want to talk about erotica or what was that? A lot of people get very nervous about it. Some people, you know, if you follow around erotica writers on Twitter, people tend to be completely one way or another. They're very supportive and they say, you know what, write what you enjoy, share it with your audience. It may not be for me, but I'm sure people out there enjoy it. Other people get very you know, offended and kind of get on their high horse and, you know, start telling people that we're destroying the world and, you know, this is the downfall of humanity. And I'm like, eh, you know, I bet the third book ever written was, you know, erotica. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Somebody, uh, of course, uh, we're talking about social media and i will believe anything social media but are you seriously somebody said like you guys are ruining the world <laughs> oh you know what it 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 happens a lot and unfortunately it happens more to the female authors men get on their high horse and start talking about how i have seen more times than i can count people tell female uh, erotica authors to go find themselves a good man to take care of them so they can stop peddling smut and they can go stand in the kitchen and serve their man. It happens 
all the time. It's far worse for the women than it is for the men. Yeah, so uh, uh, I mean, people who listen to this, they know me. I'm very, I'm very open. My only rule in life is like, as long as you're not bothering me, fucking do whatever you want. You know, as long as you don't interfere with my uh, path in life or my son, of course, uh, or my wonderful Bluey. Now, uh, I always tell people this is it's. I don't take myself serious. Nobody should take themselves serious. Social media is stupid. I only I'm only there to do the 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 promoting because I'm a little tiny man and I'm a little tiny uh, writer, actor, uh, father, whatever you want to call it, trying to share stuff. And I may be doing things wrong, maybe doing things right, but I'm here to help. And the only way I know how to help is. Uh, you know, use my skills in whether it's podcasting, audio engineer, writing, and I'm here to share whether I have secrets or not. There's enough pie out there. So yeah, it kind of surprised me when you asked me because it was kind of like, well, yeah, why not? I mean, who like, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, don't, I always feel that your genre sells a lot, right? Isn't like the thing that like everybody wants to read? Everybody wants to read. Nobody wants to admit it. Nobody wants to review it. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's sex. It's, you know, you thank your parents for it. Because without that, you know, you wouldn't be sitting here right now. I just, I, I have never been squeamish about sex. I just, and part of it is, it, from the, a very young age, I got started in the restaurant business. And I don't know if you've ever been anywhere near the restaurant business, but you ask anybody who has been, the stories they can tell are about, they're, they're crazier than what I can put in a book for sure. <laughs> so, you know, even from a young age, it's just like, yeah, it's kind of, it's ever present. It's always around. And I've, just, I've never had a problem discussing it or talking about it, but some people get very nervous and very squeamish and, but as far as how well it sells, yes. Um, if you, especially if you take what they consider steamy romance and full-on erotica, oh yeah, it's by far one of the best sellers. Hey, let me put it this way: like my my book sucks, right? Uh, uh, my uh, other book is kind of okay, and uh, I just, you see, I learn from people, and I try to like follow what's happening and and then one day i i saw this book that had pictures and it was like 35 bucks and uh i kind of you know when you go to amazon you could see like the first two pages and uh uh it was just like pictures and i'm like wait you can make money out of this so i decided to actually do an ebook and it posts like really good pictures that i took of animals and stuff like that and put it out there to sell right I always tell people, if I'm doing it, why can you do it? If somebody's doing it, why can I do it, right? So one time I was like, I, I mean, I know erotica sells. I mean, I should write because, you know, I got to feed the family, right? But but yeah, I, I still, you know, I think it's a wonderful genre. People, it's art, people. It's literally art. I mean, what you're doing, Michael, it's art. So I don't know why would people huh, have a problem with it. And I'm sure the people who are so you know, problematic are the ones that are probably reading it more, right? Oh, probably. <laughs> probably. They'd never admit it, but yeah, probably. So uh, the question is, how did you start it? So I got pandemic bored. Uh, the, the, the kids were doing school from home. 
everything. So I was kind of trapped in the home. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I've always had, you know, stories in my head and different kind of things. And, you know, so I'm like, I'm going to write them down. I honestly, had you asked me day one what I was going to do, I would have said I would have written a couple chapters, had a little bit of fun with it, and then moved on to something else. Before I knew it, I had written a full-length novel, which is kind of, it, it's not the norm for erotica. It's usually short stories or novellas at the most. I had written a 70,000-word full-hour novel for my first one, and I had already jotted down ideas for 12 more. So I just kept going right after that. And, you know, it was just, I had a story to tell. That was the story in my head, and I went for it. <laughs> uh, I always bring up uh, Keith from the Keith uh, from the, um, uh, the Good News Network podcasting because my man, he's a doer like me. Like, once we get an idea, we do it, right, and things like that. And congrats to you because... Hey, it's better than watching Netflix, right? You're creating things, you're writing things, you're creating your art, something that you probably didn't, you had an idea and the idea became a book, a novel. Um, and then now people are there to read it and uh, you're making sales and now you have more books. So first of all, congrats. And I always tell people, I mean, like, I prefer, there's going to be two types of people coming out of the pandemics, the ones that watch Netflix and the ones that did things. So congrats on you, man. I mean, that's very cool. I'm 70,000, way too yeah. much for me, but how's it going? I mean, how's everything now since you're- it, it, uh... It's great. So from my debut novel, I've already written the second part in what'll be a three-part series. In total, total, I've got five books out on Amazon and I do a little bit of writing on Medium as well because sometimes it's just a short story. So that works out as well. So I, I never knew, I do my research. I didn't want to get my hopes up and then be like, oh, this is a huge barrier to actually getting the book done. So I'm like, well, traditional publishing, especially for erotica is very complicated. A lot of publishers don't want to touch it whatsoever. Really? And a, a, lot of, a lot of the publishers out there, what they are is people who got frustrated along with writing, started a publishing company, but they're very small scale. So it's very hard for them to mass produce. So I looked into it a little bit and I'm looking at Amazon and I'm like, is it really that easy to self-publish? And it's just this, this, they've already got the program. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'm not tech savvy or anything like that, but I can pull this off. And then after I did everything with Amazon, it's when I found Medium And again, it's simple, it's straightforward. So technology has helped a lot for the independent authors. Yeah, uh, I start, I, uh, so my book is How to Be a Dad Without a Dad. That's how this, uh, my first podcast came out. And uh, so I was running one day and I was barely a brand new dad. I didn't have a dad growing up. And I thought about the title. I uh, Google the title and nobody had it because it's the biggest title. Now I know. Uh, and uh, I got in. I wrote a book in three months and uh, I did the mistakes of like anybody. I didn't know how to make it. So I, I ended up made in, uh, going from one place to another and I spent like $3,000 and I learned and then I went to Amazon and then let's just say my second book cost me nothing. 
Uh, and so I always tell people, uh, I know how to go from 3000 to nothing to make your book. And probably you went the right way because it's probably, it was more out there, you know, last year than three years ago, four years ago, whatever it was. Uh, but congrats. Yeah. It's very simple. So I always tell people like, go for it. Why can't you do it? Do it. And congrats to you. I mean, it's just uh, what I tell people. Cause I, I'm funny. I was sitting there. Where was I was at Popeye's or KFC or somewhere waiting on my order and they were a little bit behind. So I'm just standing there in the lobby, getting ready to take food home. And I, I'm friendly. I will start up a conversation with people standing anywhere. It doesn't matter. So I start chatting a little bit and one of the ladies goes, so what do you do? It's a question that comes up all the time. And I'm like, I'm an author. She's like, that's kind of cool. How does that work? I'm like, well, you know, Amazon, as long as you don't, you know, as, if you're willing to put in a little bit of work, Amazon does great publishing services. She's like, so you've got a book on Amazon. She thought it was the coolest thing ever because I was in with the world's largest online retailer. I didn't want to break her, you know, burst her bubble and be like, yeah, pretty much anybody can be on the world's largest online retailer. It's kind of cool. But she's like, you've really got a book. I'm like, yeah. She's like, what do you write? I'm like, well, to call it steamy romance would be not quite accurate. It's a little more descriptive than that. She started to blush in the middle of like KFC. Another guy's kind of like listening into the conversation because now he's curious, but he doesn't want to ask a question. So I'm like, she's like, there's no way. You're just pulling my chain. I'm like, pull up your phone. I'll have you there in a minute. She's sitting there on her phone, pulling up my books and her eyes get kind of big. I'm like, yeah, you know, I have no problem telling people, you know, like I said, I don't tell my kids. They're definitely too young for that. And I don't need them running around and doing all of that. So my kids have no idea I've written a book, much less five. No idea. Hey, now my wife is supportive. Now you know that you need to um, have uh, business cards. So what do you do? Here you go. That's my website. See you later. Uh, you know, I have thought about that. That could be kind of fun. I have definitely thought about that. So uh, tell me, uh, last year you decided to write a book. Um, are you still employed? Are you a full-time writer now? Uh, what is? What did you do before? I mean, because so you said you started writing. So what I before the pandemic started, I was working in insurance sales. Well, the whole thing with that is the goal of your week is to run around and meet as many strangers as you possibly can over the course of a week. So that fell apart quickly when everything got started. Um, and then I, I was taking care of my kids in school because my wife was still going into the office some days. So I kind of became the teacher at home. And at this point, I've taken up full-time writing. Um, I'm not going to pretend that it pays the bills. My wife's job pays the bills, but I take care of the kids, you know, make sure everything at home is running fine. And then once they're out the door, I'm like, okay, now I can sit down and write and do things. So is it paying all the bills? No. Is it what I'm doing now? Yes, it is. And I enjoy it. Oh, you know, um, I was just talking to a friend of mine. He, he, uh, just, uh, quit his his job at Toyota he started in a dealer uh, uh, as a mechanic then he became the head mechanic uh, in Toyota um, are, are you from LA then are you in LA 
No. No? Okay. I'm, I'm right outside of Washington. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, so he was here in Cerritos, and then he became, and then he started working corporate, and he started literally building cars. So, like, the little uh, Science, the one, the A, Scion A, mm -hmm. the little tiny car, he built it. He kind of helped build it uh, in uh, Japan. And, but then the, the company that he, the section that he was working, he moved, they moved to Austin. He stayed here because of his family. And he was working at the warehouse and he wasn't happy. And, you know, he just quit and started doing something new. And I always tell people, like, I, I'm in the same boat that I, as long as the bills are paid and my son is healthy, he has a roof and he has an okay living, I prefer to do what I love and what I like than being miserable and having mental issues and, you know, I guess having just a little bit of better life right now my girl and i are able to have a okay life and it's not like the richest we literally have a old beat up car because i don't even need to go out i work from home uh but we're happy and what i do it, it brings me happiness i'm with you i'm taking care of a, a six-year-old and a puppy that is biting her bed right now and i'm trying to <laughs> tell her not to bite do it stop <laughs> uh that costs money uh <laughs> uh but yeah so congrats on that man i mean it's it's a dream come true and i'm happy for you you know i think that is happening just all over the place i think this made a lot of people think you know i can go out there and i can chase a little bit more money but i think a lot of people are kind of reevaluating, and it was an interesting you know year and a half two years almost now where people kind of sat back and said you know do I want to chase money all day and be miserable? And so, you know, I, I do think it is an interesting dynamic and I don't think every, anything will ever go quite back to the way it was. We'll see. We'll see. I, well, I hope it goes some ways. Like oh, yeah, going, no, definitely. Going to... I, I want to go to concerts and not have to worry about it and all that kind of stuff. But I think, you know, people realize they can work from home. I think businesses realize if they have the right people, They can have them work from home. And, you know, so I think that's going to be something. And I think a lot more people are going to kind of branch out and kind of try to follow their interests. You know, some people call it a side hustle, things along those lines. But I do think there is going to be a lot more of that in the world. Well, that's basically what this podcast is created for, the side hustlers that, you know, like you, you became a side hustler and now you're doing it full time, which is everybody's dream right like that's what an entrepreneur does like follows their dream and makes it you know you just starting right you just starting your your company which is you and who knows in 10 years maybe now you will be the one bringing all the big bucks and you know it's time for honey to to <laughs> you know take care of the kids now but you know i you know it's, you're doing it man so congrats on that So I thought you were from L.A. since you were talking about the Dodgers so much uh, or you just like the Dodgers or you just like baseball. I enjoy baseball. My uh, wife is a lifelong Dodgers fan. And over the years, she has made sure that I am now a big Dodgers fan so I can follow them and keep an eye on everything. But it is mainly from my wife as far as that one goes, where the fandom came from. I disappear from his screen to let <laughs> Bluey out to go pee. It's okay. What's up, guys? Jose de la Roca here, and I'm happy to announce that I have partnered up with Live Bearded to share with you all the amazing products that make my beard 
feel and look this good. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la roca to get 10% off your order. Go check those guys out because they're amazing bearded guys just like I am and they only have one mission for the beer men to look, feel, and be their best. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la roca to get 10% off your order. That is de la roca, D-E-L-A-R-O-C-A. So I've got a question for you. You've had a chance to interview a decent number of authors, right? Yes. Uh, sorry so, about that. So um, we just have a puppy and then the training still continues. So when she tells me she has to go out, better take her out because otherwise the, she will digress. Yeah, I, I, I have. Uh, I mean, uh, I am a part of that quote unquote writing community, which uh, let's just say it's not not what i thought it was and i there's (laughs) there's a couple people out there that probably hate me because all i do is copy and paste the the thing and i don't care i'm just playing the game that everybody else is doing and again social media is stupid man you want to come and talk to me and promote your stuff i'm here and open doors for anybody too but yeah i have talked to plenty of authors so it's very different. I This is something I didn't, well, there were a couple things I didn't realize getting in, but one of the biggest is for most authors, it's get that book out and promote that one book like crazy. I didn't realize for erotica, it's a numbers game. Most people don't find success until they have somewhere in between five to eight books out. Um, it's something a lot of people like to write and so there are thousands of erotica titles published every month. Whereas other things, you know, you don't see quite as many. There's still a good volume, but there's not quite as many. So when there's that much coming out, to build a following, they're going to read your book. And if they like it, that's great. But what they want to do is move on to the next book really quick and the next book really quick. So in erotica, the goal is to have a catalog of five to eight books pretty quickly. Some of them can be a series, some of them can be standalone, but the most successful write five or six novellas in a series, and that's how they do it. So it's a volume game as opposed to, for most people, I know, you know, I've met over, you know, through Twitter and different places, a lot of people who do like science fiction or fantasy, and they get that book out and they promote it for eight, nine, ten months straight. They may be working on something else, but they're all about that one book. And that's one thing that's very different. So I was kind of curious with most of the authors you talk about, they're probably all about that one book, aren't they? Maybe two. I mean, I'm still trying to promote my three-year-old books. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, one day I hope to sell five, but, you know, I, just, I still hope for that. Wow. It, it, it makes sense what you're saying because it's one of those things that, you know, like I said, you know, I'm, I wanted to write one, but, uh, oh, wow. So you, you must be busy. It, it has to be pressure on you then. Yeah. I mean, I'm working on my sixth book and my first one came out in April. Oh, so I'm working. Yeah. I'm working on book six now. And then I'm also doing stories on medium and stuff. And when you do that, in the erotica genre you're putting out three or four stories a week oh wow all right so the first book comes out and what did people say um a lot of people liked it 
So, you know, where I will find hiccups. So I write plots, develop characters, make it relatable. You know, some people go very short, kind of straight to the action, and that's about all there is. When you're writing a full novel, like I said, the first one was over 70,000 words. There has to be plot. There has to be character development. And that's what I like more. I have done some shorter works. And obviously, in the short stories I write, it's it's straight to the point. You know, there's no nowhere near the character development. But I like to think that if you pull all the sex out, you'd still have a pretty good story. You know, you could turn it into they went in the bedroom, closed the door and, you know, didn't sleep at all. And that could be the way you described it. And you'd still have a good story. Um, You know, I clearly go into a lot more detail than that. But what what really inspired me after the first one came out is people kept telling me they wanted to know more about the characters. And the one thing I did do is I left it a little open ended. I left, you know, certain things not discussed, not discovered with some of the characters. And then when I started getting the feedback that people are like, wait, what happens with this or what happens with, you know, this pair? That's when I knew that, you know, I was a good enough writer to catch their interest and have them say, we want to know more, which is why, you know, I did a couple other pieces. I didn't want to rush the second one of that series. So I did a couple standalone pieces. And then I actually, one of my friends is not an erotica fan, like gets squeamish, gets, you know, blushes at the, you know, blushes at the first drop of anything like she jokes that she is for the um the very british very prim and proper you know he stared at her lovingly from across the room (laughs) and she felt herself you know she fanned her so after she's like but i i'm so inspired i she's like you wrote a book that's awesome i've tried to write stuff and i can never get it done she's like i can't believe you just sat down and you wrote a book so she's like i'm going to read it I'm like, you don't have to. She's like, I'm going to read it. Get a text when she's through page five. She's like, oh my God, I'm bright red and blushing and I don't know if I can make it. So she read the whole book. I was going to say props. I wrote her a romance novel. So I've got four eroticas and one romance novel that is dedicated to her because she made it past page five. (laughs) Now let me ask you because of course, like, uh, so I buy two books two types of books I buy um, for financial. So for example, like uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and in that category, or uh, music. So like Keith Richards' bio, or Elton John's bio, or Santana's bio, which if anybody's listening, you want to really go into detail about music and not just like, oh, I met the Stones and we party. No, read Santana. He literally will say, the drummer between of Miles Davis between 1963 and 1965 was one of the best drummers because this, this, this. So Santana's book, if you like music, you must read it, you know. Uh, so those are the two books that I like that I put the money in and that I like to read. Obviously, I'm not your demographic, but is there now that you have books out there? Do you have a demographic since you're saying that it's not your typical erotica? Do you now say, all right, it's between this and this and or it's just like erotica and like anybody you had different people here and there? 
So I do market myself exactly like I was saying, where it, it's got a plot, it's got developed characters, you're going to relate to the people, you know, so as far as my books go, I absolutely market it that way. And I, I have had more people who tell me they're first time erotica readers, or it's not normally what they read. And they, you know, they give me good feedback. A lot of them are very honest and say, it's not what I like. I will never read another one of your books, but you are a good author. And I'm fine with that. You know, not, you know, my wife hates scary books. She does not, it, she will not read them. She won't sleep for a month. So she is a voracious reader, just doesn't touch them. So, you know, Stephen King to her, one of the world's best-selling authors, she would never touch it. So I just, I completely respect when someone says it's not my genre, you know, but a lot of people say, you know what, I'm interested. I'm curious. You've got me, you've got me curious. I'm going to read it and they'll go through and they'll read it and then say, you know, I'll never read another one of your books. You're a good author. I liked it. It's just not for me. And I'm cool with that. I'm not going to write a book that the whole world's going to love. So will you say that if anybody's listening and uh, will you say that first timers are your demographic because it's more of a story slash erotica so for example somebody that like me i don't mind reading erotica but i know that i'll be like eh, you know it's not like i don't blemish or anything it's just not my thing but it will be one of those things that i might give it a chance so a book like yours might be more interested than just the sex like you said so do you think yeah. like first timers will be a good introduction with one of your books i do think yes it would my, my books would be a good introduction if you know you're looking for something that is you know steamier than the romance and you're kind of just seeing you know how well it can be done yes i would like to think my books could be a pretty good introduction to that nice and then you say your your wife supports you and your kids how old are your kids if you don't mind me asking Oh, the kids are seven and 11. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah, worry. Nope. That nope, writes. Don't need that. Yeah, he yeah. writes for social media. He tweets a lot. That's all. Don't worry about it. We pay the bills. <laughs> Luckily, they're at that age where if I'm sitting there on the computer, they're like, eh, I don't care what dad's doing. We're doing our thing. You know. So your wife, a Dodger fan. Sorry, you were telling me that story when I needed to send somebody to go pee to the patio. Uh, um, is she L.A.? Uh, she grew up uh, outside of Sacramento. Ah, so okay. she is a Californian. She came out to the East Coast for school, and that's where we met. Nice. I mean, she knows how to pick the good teams. Let me just say that. <laughs> well, congratulations on everything you're doing. Um, as always, I always ask uh, if you have any advice to people who want to write erotica. Like, what would you say? Just do it. Would you just say, hey, concentrate on this or think about what you're going to write? I really don't have so many questions since I don't know about the topic. Like, for example, I cannot be like, hey, talk about sex or do this. <laughs> you know, I really don't know uh, much about it. You've got uh, a kid. You know a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, your advice to any entrepreneurs out there that want to, you know, follow your path will be? So what I will say, and this is something that I learned a little bit the hard way, the writing is just step one. You can write a great book. What you are going to find, especially if you go the independent route, is all of a sudden you're in charge of graphics. 
for your covers and everything else. And then you're the chief marketer of your book. So now you have to know how to market and do everything along those lines. And then you've got to figure out your social media presence. Um, because, you know, if, if that's not something you're big into, you're starting from scratch there. So my first couple books, I just, I'm like, oh, look, Amazon builds web covers. And they work great because, you know, it's an Amazon book. So everything's already perfectly set up. Then I realized that Amazon also only has about 12 options. So there are a whole lot of book covers that look exactly like mine, some of them even using the same picture. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So later on, I quickly realized that the $10 you can spend on Fiverr to get someone to do a book cover for you really quick, so worth it. 100% worth it. I think you can produce like a book cover, by the time you pay for the photo and pay someone on Fiverr to go ahead and do it, you're talking about 20 bucks for that. So no, for new authors going in, whether it's erotica or anything else, know that writing the book is only part of it. And if there's something you're not good at or not interested in, I'm sure if I wanted to create a book cover, I could find a computer program and figure it out and do all this and that. For me, I'm going to spend the 20 bucks. I'm going to pay someone to make the book cover for me. It looks great, you know, and let somebody else take care of what you don't know, know to take care of. You know, focus on your writing, write a really good book, get a little bit of help with some of the other things, and then be prepared to market and put yourself out there a lot because a thousand books hit the Amazon bookshelf a day. So if, if you're just... If you're just hoping to put it on Amazon and all of a sudden a bunch of people are going to start ordering it, it doesn't work that way. Let me tell you about Peanut Crunch. These baked peanuts puffs are so delicious, my son and I cannot stop eating them. Seriously, we cannot stop. Peanut Crunch are a delicious and healthy peanut treat. They have the power of vegan peanut protein, rice, beans, and a wonderful crunch that keeps active kids and adults on the go. I came across Peanut Crunch when I was watching Shark Tank and I just decided to help out a fellow Central American entrepreneur and buy his product. So I decided to get it and when I got them, I found out how delicious these baked peanut puffs were and I became hooked ever since. Go check them out at peanut.com. That is P-N-U-F-F.com. P-N-U-F-F.com. And use my promo code de la roca and you will get 10% off your order. I'm telling you guys, I cannot stop eating this great baked peanut puffs. Peanut crunch. P-N-U-F-F.com. That is P-N-U-F-F.com. Promo code de la roca. It's, uh, it's again, Twitter is something weird. And by the way, if you ever see me doing things there, eh, don't worry about it. It's just sometimes I just, uh, I still don't get that Twitter. That's why I have my personal account where that's where the real one and only a hundred people follow me because they probably is not the game that everybody plays in the other one. But, um, yeah, my, my question, my personal question to you is because, um, I know my strengths and my weaknesses. I know that my biggest weakness as my speech also is one of my weakness because I'm not from here. My second language is English. And of course the grammar is not my strength. It's actually my biggest weakness. And I actually have, uh, I don't know if it's a good or bad, but for what I 
can tell, a bad experience with Fiverr. I didn't want to spend $3,000 on an editor and, um, uh, you know, a proofreader. So I went on Fiverr and this guy charged me 200 bucks. And for what I could tell, I guess he just didn't do a good job because um, somebody uh, read my book again. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is really bad. Uh, and I was like, really? I just pay somebody? Anyways, but um, did you have somebody to proofread it? I mean, 70,000 words is something. Or you're just blessed to be a good grammatical author. Because I'm very bad. Like, bad. <laughs> I, the way I write is the way I speak. And I speak bad. So there you go. <laughs> I am... I, I will give myself credit for being above average as far as grammar and things like that go. I probably should have taken a third or fourth read through my first book. Um, so after I did it and a couple people read it, you know, they point out little things here or there. So I went in back in and edited it. I think I found about 40 edits and most of them were pretty minor. So most of them were pretty minor, but I probably did 40 edits. So had I paid for an editor, it would have helped that. I'm more careful about it now and sometimes have somebody, now that I know who's comfortable with reading it, have some of them read through it a little bit also. But you can go into like publications that are run through teams of editors and find mistakes and things along those lines. So I, I for most people, I'm going to say, don't worry about it a terrible, terrible amount. Most people are going to see a small grammatical error here and there and just read right through it, especially if you've built a good story and they're, they're interested in everything. They're just going to go right through it. Um, you, For most independent authors, if they do well, they're making three to four hundred dollars on the book throughout the life of the book and that's actually doing pretty darn well i've got books where i will tell you i haven't even come close to three or four hundred dollars so if i ended up spending this a couple hundred on an editor and then you know someone having somebody put the book cover together and things along those lines and everything i, I some of these books would never even be profitable and i'm proud of them and i like them and i want to get them out for people but you know i'm not foolish enough to go spend a bunch of money on something that may never, never recoup it at all. Now, as I build more of a loyal audience and like I can put out a book now and know that I'm going to get a certain number of sales because these people like my books and they turn around and tell me, hey, I saw you just released this book. I already ordered it. So I'm starting to get a little bit of that, but we're still not talking about the point where, you know, some editors want to charge almost a thousand dollars. Yeah, and that's I'm what like, I, most uh, indie books don't make. That I was going to tell you. So um, I've been writing um, all my life, whether it was poems, whether it was uh, songs, whether it was I wrote a couple plays in uh, college, and they uh, made them, uh, and they 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 actually made the plays like uh, they became reality, and then I wrote uh, a couple other things, and then I wrote my book, my first book, and I knew that. I was bad at grammar and let's say like 10 people read it. They helped me out. And then another people, a couple other people read it and they helped me out and somebody read it and they're like, you should pay somebody. And I was like, all right. And like you said, I started looking and this is 2018. I want to say, um, 
and good ones were going to charge me up to three thousand dollars. Yeah. And I have already spent like almost three thousand dollars for because I'm a dumbass, uh, ordering stupid books that I still had to now that they're misprinted and stuff like that. I did all the mistakes that uh, self-published author would have done a long time ago, and now I know. I just gotta send it to Amazon, and that's it. Uh, but um, I paid two hundred bucks, and still that didn't help. And then a couple, one of my friends uh, helped me again, and still. Somebody just read it, but I think they, they read my, my old, because I sent them my old one, and they were probably, yeah. But yeah, $3,000. I was like, there's no way. But for somebody like me, who is an immigrant and grammar is not well, I think it's your decision, right? Because like you said, I mean, let me just say that my How to Be a Dad Without a Dad book in three years have sold like 25, 30 books on Amazon. And like 15 uh, or 20 in by this other platform, I had it. And so, yeah, I mean, I took a big loss, which now I know I cannot write it off because I guess it's not something that is required for me to do. It's a hobby. Uh, but um, so, yeah, so it's it's a big decision for somebody. But that's what I, my question was to you, because 70,000 words, I mean, you know, now you know that you could be an editor, so that could be another job for you, I guess, if you ever need another job. I don't, I don't know if I'm quite that good at it, but you know, it, you know, um, there are. It's interesting. Once I've gotten more and more into the writing community, definitely, you know, some take a look around at your pricing. There are, com it is a competitive thing, so that is definitely one thing. As I'll tell any new author, take a look around at the pricing, things along those lines, and. If you're not sure, send one chapter and say, hey, I want you to edit this. And if most of them will edit, you know, the first chapter and, you know, if they come back and they've done a pretty good job, maybe they're worth it. But, you know, don't I, I just I tell people, don't just go for the first thing you see. You know, you you're in control of it. You know, it's not like you've got a deadline and, you know, somebody's behind you saying, I need this book out by December 1st so we can get Christmas sales or anything like that. It's your work. So if it takes you a couple extra months and you want to take your time, do it. But, you know, yeah, take a look around, see what's out there. Send an editor the first chapter, see if they're willing to work on it and see what they seem to think of your writing and, you know. Yeah, it's Everything funny because uh, mine was I was I'm a I'm a paranoid guy. I'm very paranoid. I suffer from anxiety and stuff like that. You know what I was thinking? I'm like this fool. Um, I was afraid of somebody stealing my book <laughs> <laughs> because Fiverr everything has to be through, you know you had to send it to somebody right and then they right. send it back and yeah. my 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 <laughs> I wasn't worried about the price or how bad it was. I was worried that this motherfucker was going to take my book run with it and say it was his that was my issue but uh, i'm just crazy like that but uh, oh, first no you can find them on websites you can go on it i don't know if it's common and everywhere but i've talked to multiple erotica writers who have to go and fight to get their books pulled down off websites where they've been stolen word for word word for word well, yeah they've know. told me take a chapter and type it into google from time to time and see if it pops up anywhere on the web that it shouldn't be because you'll find your entire book has been stolen and just put out there by somebody else. No, what I did find is somebody 
it was selling my book autograph on eBay. It's it's funny because it's like it's the description said, and I don't know this guy. I don't I don't remember give it to him, but he doesn't have the picture because I usually write uh, to who, and I, I write my name and the, and the date. But he said uh, um, used book uh, autographed by author to previous owner. And um, my book on Amazon right now, I think it's like seven bucks. And he was selling it for like 25 bucks. And I was like, I was going to send my, my FBI friend and be like, can you go and see who this <laughs> motherfucker is? But anyway, so it was funny because like, I think still there. So if anybody wants to see my book on eBay being sold twice as much as I sell it on Amazon, go for it. But uh, all right. So I don't know. I don't know if I'd feel like honored that they were doing hey! that, that they thought somebody would pay that much for one of my books. I mean, yeah. autographed by this weird looking guy. So there you go. <laughs> Um, before we go, where could people find you? Where could people find your books? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, where could people go and say hello to you? So I am not so great with the social media. So the only one I do is Twitter. It's at Michael underscore erotica. And from there, you can find links to all my writing on Medium and all my writing on Amazon. So it's all there. But the only the only social media I mess with is Twitter. I haven't gotten into all the other ones. <laughs> It's funny because, like, you know, you nailed it that, you know, people are going to have good stories. Like, for example, I think my story is good. The grammar may not be good. And I'm bad also at social media, you know. Uh, I'm good at certain things. I'm bad at certain things. But I think I still need to figure out social media. And uh, I'm still trying to get more uh, more entrepreneurs out here. And, you know, even your question even erotica, even though I don't know why I'm saying this, but everybody's welcome. And I'm actually glad to that you stopped by. And thanks for sharing your your story and books. And uh, once again, where could people find you and get your books? Um, so the books are available on Amazon. Stories are available on Medium. And to find it directly, just go to Twitter, Michael underscore erotica. All right, Michael, thank you very much. And Thank you guys you have been, and you guys have been listening to LA Preneurs. If anybody wants to stop by, say hi. Don't be shy. Send me an email. Hello at josedarroca.com. Until next time, my name is Jose, Jose de la Roca. Goodbye.